This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. But we really didn't understand exactly how big the, the, the gator was until he came out of the water the first time after yeah. we had all the hooks in him. But when he came out, I mean, it literally looked like a came up and swim and he splashed and, and his tail went whoosh. And went back down and made a big splash, and we're like, "Big Gator!" <laughs> <laughs> wow. What you going to do? She's down. Let's go, dude. I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoked him. Born with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Follow Obsession Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another Fall Obsession Podcast episode. I'm Sam Thrash. I'm your podcast host. Our podcast is driven by Ridge Rock Hunt Company, and we are on this week with the fine folks themselves over there, Derek and Lacey. Welcome back, guys. Happy to have you all back on here man yeah glad to be back always uh always a pleasure man so y'all have been i know y'all have been busy i've been busy we've been trying to set this up you know for for a little while now but tell me fill me in on what's been going on because not too long ago when i sent you a text saying we need to get you back on here was shortly after i saw a picture of you with an alligator what uh what have you been doing man (laughs) well i'll tell you what uh that was an absolute riot. I mean, when I tell you, uh, I mean, I've been on the alligator once before with my uh, with my bosses. Um, well, I work for Feral Company also, I and mean, this to the Ridge Rock. But I went went uh, hunt with my boss's friends, and they didn't quite have the equipment and or, or any of that kind of stuff. And I tell people, and I actually told him, I was like, dude, your friends aren't near about redneck enough to go get that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh which was is a 100 true so but i went with my buddy hunter perrette he has a uh, gator taker hooks and 
like he he makes his own hooks. The guy knows what he's doing. Uh, he had told me he went on a, a Montana antelope hunt with us last year, and we just had a blast. And so I said, man, yeah, let's do it. He said, if you get a tag, let's go hunting. I was like, all right, perfect. So we get out on the water uh, on a Friday, probably about 530 that afternoon, and um, just, you know, scanning the water, looking for uh, looking for eyes, and then we'd go cast on some. We, we snagged a little, uh, like a six-foot-six six right off the bat. Had a little action, you know, got the first experience of actually uh, having to hold its mouth and tape it up, which is, you know, it's 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 kind of, it's really eerie. It's kind of scary. Yeah, you know? I imagine so, man. Holy cow. Because all you think about is the stuff that you see on TV. And, of course, if they bite you, they're going to start rolling, and then it's just you lose an appendage or whatever the case may be. So, um, but anyway, so we had some other guys. So alligator hunting is a team effort. I had the tag, but it wasn't like Derek caught the alligator. It was, I mean, it's every, once you hook one, it's all hands on deck. Oh, yeah. Literally. One guy's driving the boat, and he's, you know, he's all right, back up, pull forward. I mean, it's, you know, it's just a whole lot of action. I tell I tell people my, my thought process as far as whenever you actually hook one, you get a hook in one, because that's what we do. We throw the treble hooks and, and uh, get a hook in it. Whenever you actually hook one, I mean, it's like fourth and one with two seconds go, you know, like on the goal line. Yeah. And the the gator that we that we hung, the, the our friends called and said, "Hey, y'all get over here. We're hooked up to a big gator." So we were we went to help them. Well, they're sitting there. We're watching them for about 15, 20 minutes. So they have three hooks in in the gator, and I was like, "All right, well, y'all got it under control. If y'all need us, we're just gonna go right up here about four hundred yards." And uh, see if we can, you know, get a hook in another gator. So that's what we did. So we're probably about 300 yards from him, and we hook hook a big gator. He comes to the top. We threw one time, cast one time, and he didn't hook him. And then he came to the top again, and we were able to get a hook in him. And then we were able to get three more hooks in him. Well, for 30 minutes, the our friends are down there, and they ha- they're they're still fighting it. Well, they end up figuring out that the gator had gotten loose from them. And they were actually all hooked up into a tree in the bottom of the river. And so they were sitting there for 30 minutes fighting a tree because it's hard to tell because an alligator, whenever you hook them, they'll go to the bottom right. and just sit, you know. And so we were hooked up to this gator and they're like, we've been hooked up to a tree and blah, 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 this kind of stuff. So anyway, we hooked up with that gator at 2.30 in the morning. And we and the, by the time we got that gator in the boat, it was 5.30 a.m. No kidding. Yes. Like literally when I tell you it is fourth and one with a yard to go at the end of regulation, you got to score to win. It was fourth and one for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) It It was intense. But now the gator, it was 11 feet, four inch, uh, 11 feet, four inches. And it weighed 535 pounds. It was just a, it was just a heavyweight. Yeah, there was a lot there there's a lot of gators that were that were taken in mississippi this year that were over you know 10 i mean over 11 12 i think maybe in a few 13s possibly and um and some of those you know there were several that didn't weigh 500 pounds that were even longer so i'm telling you when this thing was like pit bull thick <laughs> that's what it was and it was a fight man i mean it was just you kept the poles are just bent the entire time 
uh, we had lines breaking and so we would grab another pole and somebody would put another hook on it and, and all this stuff. And it was, uh, it was, it was crazy. And then, and then we had to get it in the boat. So actually how it went for about the first 30 minutes, 45 minutes, we had them. And generally what they said is an alligator can stay underwater for about 45 minutes and then they have to come up for air. So he came up for air one time and it was like, zzz, you know, the line going to all three, all three, uh, poles and he come up out of the water, man, and made a big old splash. We were all like, whoa. I mean, it was it was like really cool. Holy cow. And he went back down and he just sat on the bottom. And he sat there and it was like an hour later and, and we saw some bubbles coming up. And when the bubbles come up, we're like, all right, he's fixing to come up. Well, he never came up. So we're like, well, good grief. So we sat there and just held it and held it and held it and held it and held it. And we'd pull up. And it'd come up and would pull up and come up and then it would just go back down. Well, number one, the current has a lot to do with that. But number two, the alligator um, actually did not come up for air and just kept fighting and actually drowned himself. Really? <laughs> yes. After it was crazy. That time. Never, Holy cow. Never had that happen before. And so when we pulled it up to the to the boat, and the reason we knew that it did, because we pulled it up to the boat, they they have a, a flat rope that they have a hook tied to. And so that way you can grip it better. And it's got a, a bigger hook. So they call it a wheelie hook here in Mississippi. And so it's a bigger, larger hook and they, and they throw it and you kind of just hand toss it and you try to get a bigger hook in the alligator. That way you can put, you know, pull it with more force and uh, got it up to the next to the boat. And then they harpooned it. And it didn't splash or it didn't, because usually if you harpoon a, a live animal, uh, they're going to cut up sideways. Yeah. And and he didn't. And so we got his mouth taped up and pulled him up in the boat. And and that was it. Wow. I mean, it was, but I'm telling you, man, it was to see that, uh, you know, the pictures, and you, you saw the pictures, but to see the pictures, I mean, it just like when we had that thing on the side of the boat, I mean, literally his head was that big. You're staring at a freaking dinosaur. Yes. I mean, it was literally, it's in the freezer. I was going to say, his head's in the freezer. And <laughs> I'm not going to get the, you talk to Lacey, I'm going to get the head. <laughs> like, gave our food away out of the freezer to see his head in the freezer. We have a, a chest freezer, and then we have an upright freezer. And um, we try to keep our meat and stuff that we use a lot in the upright. And then I had... We had a good bit of turkey in the chest and then like my vegetables that I put up this summer. And I shouldn't say he, he did give some away, but we ate turkey nuggets a bunch of nights in a row because we had to cook a bunch of meat up. Wow. Yeah, but it literally takes up half the freezer. Holy cow. Yeah. It's big. Oh boy. Like a motorcycle. Hey, on this episode of Fall Obsession, you might be a redneck if <laughs> we, we have we have had plenty of plenty of uh, unusual appearances on our podcast. We've had pets and animals cut in. We've had a dead freaking pronghorn head freshly killed on the table in between us. But I've never I never thought we'd have an alligator head on our, oh, on our podcast. Wait, leave it to um you know the Mississippi rednecks. So if, if you guys are listening on one of our streaming apps, you, you got to go check out the podcast video on YouTube because Derek just pulled this thing out of the freezer. He's about to show us his, this this freaking head right here. 
We'll have to put another bag in it. You know, do you look, did you look like the pictures of it really, like you say, a dinosaur? I mean, that's exactly, it's yeah, just amazing to me. Lacey hasn't even seen this head yet. Yeah, oh, I she hadn't. Oh my I gosh, it's huge. Get back, Axel. Look at that thing. Oh, it's huge. You had not seen it yet. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my word. I mean, I mean, look at Lacey. Yeah, that's right next to her. Holy <laughs> cow. That thing is huge, man. Golly. Look at that. Oh, my word, man. That is incredible. The coloring on it's beautiful. I wish y'all could see it. So I'm 6'2". That's nasty on that side. That that is from your that's from your belt to your chin, man. Holy cow. Yeah. It's heavy. Wow. That is incredible. There's a first follow session alligator head on the episode. Absolutely. Holy cow. <laughs> that, never thought we'd see that. Oh my I, I told our dogs back here like, um, are you gonna let me get that or what? <laughs> <laughs> my turn, yeah. Wow. So I'm I'm getting it mounted. And, um, yeah, I was going to ask what the plan is for that. Um, I have, so it's, I'm not getting the actual hit. Well, I'm, get, I'm getting a skull mount done. All right. And then what I'm doing from there is there's a guy over in Georgia called skull mill works that puts his bronze and designs and stuff. Yeah. And he's going to bronze it and, um, put my uh, logo on it. That will look bad to the bone, my friend. <laughs> wow. Right, I got to get the gator back in the freezer. All right. Well, the hide, he has um, the hide we're having tanned. So I got it. I'm having it done in a real light, like a light tan, real neutral color. So I'm excited about that. I so, can't wait. So when you when you say hide, like I, I I don't I know nothing about alligator hunting or or, or these these animals really. But you, are you talking about like all 11 feet of this thing? Or? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Where's that gonna go? Um, right above the bed. No. <laughs> I'm not really sure. You know, so we did talk a little bit about the last time we were on here. You know, Derek and I had just got married. And yeah. um, so we still have two houses. He has his house. I have my house. And we're just kind of back and forth. I still, Izzy is still in school. She's in 10th grade. And she goes to school, you know, where I live. And um, it's just, I mean, it's like 45 minutes apart. So it's not that bad. But yeah, one day we're going to consolidate. And my hope is to have um, a nice, you know, I'm not going to say man cave because I want it to be part of my cave too. <laughs> Derek's back there telling yeah, me it is my cave. <laughs> so, um, but you know, a nice hunting oh hunting room to be able to put our trophies and our heads, and so that's what that's what I'm hopeful for. That's the future, but until then, I really don't know. <laughs> Figure it out as you go. I guess we've resolved to some of our. We've got several heads headed our way. He's got a an antelope that's en route to us right now. Um, and then I have my axis that's that's yeah. getting mounted. I have my buck from last year that is almost done. Um, 
I'm trying to think if we have anything else. But anyway, I know those those three things for sure. I don't. We don't have wall space, Sam. It's becoming <laughs> becoming a problem. So we've really talked about maybe even decorating our offices at work. So I was gonna say at the rate y'all are going, have to come up with a long term plan for for that. Well, build an extra room or something. Well, he said that. Um, he said I could just build me a big shop, and I was like, you no. Oh, no, not on. yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. So, and I'm not, you know, most of my friends are like, I can't believe you have that stuff hanging in your house. I'm like, I like it. So. Oh, yeah. If it's done right, it can look really good. That's so. right. That's right. That was heavy. There's your workout <laughs> for the day right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, want, I want to ask Lacey because... Derek's over here going dinosaur hunting. How do you feel about this? Um, I was real anxious the entire weekend. <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. He, so we originally, when he drew the tag, I, I really had planned on being able to go with him. Um, but schedule's just easy. My daughter cheers and the first football game, second football game, something. We had a football game that night and, I, you know, I just, I needed to be with her, so I didn't get to go, but, um, you know, I think probably not so much I wanted to be there, because, I, I mean, that scares me, I'm just going to tell you up front, but I guess that maybe I thought I'd be there to protect him and he'd be okay. <laughs> <I> don't, <laughs> don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, re I was glad to see him come home. He got home at 10 o'clock Sunday morning, and I've never been so thankful just to see him come down the driveway because, I, yeah, it, it was nerve-wracking, especially when, you know, because a lot of places he didn't have service, you know, and, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I try to leave him alone. If he's off hunting or something, I mean, I don't stay on the phone texting, texting, texting. He'll check in when he can, but... You know, he told me, I was like, well, where are y'all going to be? And he's like, you got me on 360, you know, just pull it up every once in a while. You'll be able to see where we are. I mean, well, that wasn't even working most of the time. So, <laughs> um, and then when he texted me at 530 that morning, I guess that was Saturday, that was Saturday morning, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like six or so. So I was, I was awake, but still laying in the bed and I got a message from him and it was like, we got, we got a big one. And I was like, how big? And he said, 500, 500 plus. And I was like huh <laughs> huh are you coming home now <laughs> nope i got one more gator to catch but another thing he was with with hunter and i mean he's experienced and in, in doing what he does and you know i guess that's another thing too is just knowing that he was with somebody that was competent and knew and i you know i mean i trust him not to put him in an unsafe situation right so that's it from the from the wife staying at home sitting back. That's comforting. Yeah, for sure. You know, that he, and you know, Derek's smart. He's not gonna put himself into too crazy of a situation. Yeah, I wasn't too keen on grabbing that alligator's mouth and and keeping it shut. So nope. <laughs> I get that'd get, that'd get the heart pumping. Yeah, for sure. So uh, so you real so y'all the the group you said you caught before yours you caught a, a, a six something footer is that right? Yeah, we caught a six, like six four, I think is what it was. We actually got it in the boat. I took a picture with it, and we cut the tape off and put it back in the water. Okay. So y'all, at this point, when you're when you're getting onto yours, you had already had this experience with this smaller gator that ended up mm -hmm. being close to half the size. 
So right. at what point did y'all realize how big the the size of the one that you had on on the hook? Well, you, you can tell by the size of their head and how much they have sticking out of the water, but we really didn't understand exactly how big the, the, the gator was until he came out of the water the first time after yeah. we had all the hooks in it. But when he came out, I mean, it literally looked like, a, what's that alligator? Jur- not Jurassic Park. Uh, what's the alligator movie? Don't get anyway. to get some movies. Yeah, not good I'm not good either. So, but anyway, that started coming up out of the water. And I mean, he like, came up and swam and he splashed and, and his tail went whoosh and went back down and made a big splash and we we're like big gator <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah it was fun it was fun yeah so we we caught a the next night we caught um uh like six you had you catch one over seven one under seven so the next night we caught one that was six eleven and a half like literally a half inch from being too big so wow yeah so, but yeah we're getting both of them uh both of them tanned and um it's actually going to be the belly they only tan the belly meat now you can do the whole hide like the rigid on the back and all that stuff but i did, we didn't actually do all of that we just did like the belly stuff and that way it'll be um you know like we may get some lacy may get a purse made or something you know, we got some tan and i got some the the smaller one i got it done in like a turquoise color okay so, yeah, but it's gonna be cool nonetheless, and and I'm I'm probably more excited about the head getting uh, getting done because yeah, that thing's just freaking big. Well, that's big, and and with what I you're gonna have done to it. Have <laughs> <laughs> so, we talked to you since Lacey killed her axis? I, I'm trying. We the last time we podcasted was turkey season. Okay, so oh, yeah. That- yeah, yeah. so it, it, it it's been a it's been a spell i i, I don't know that that we had honestly yeah. that, so. was that was in june mm-hmm. yeah it mm-hmm. was before that we went on our honeymoon to uh the san and to the san antonio river walk yeah i'm sure you you probably have been down I've that been way down before there, yep. and uh super nice super relaxed and then we went on an axis deer hunt so and lacy smoked her one that's awesome <laughs> it was awesome that's really awesome, awesome. Yeah, we've yeah. had we, we've had uh both Drew and and old Nick, both of them got to go on access hunts this summer as well, and and their yeah. their first time doing it, um, and they it was just it was awesome to see, awesome to watch, Re- really cool experience, beautiful beautiful animals for sure. Oh, they're gorgeous, gorgeous. I got that's another um hide that I've got coming. So yeah. the hide that popped over after they do my mount, and I'm definitely getting a purse made out of it. So I can't yeah. wait. That'd be awesome. I've I've shot one axis deer and it was just a doe, but I I made sure that I had that hide tan because it's just it's incredible, yeah. very cool. It really it, it's un it's unbelievable, um beautiful beautiful animals. Yeah, beautiful absolutely. Animals. So what does what's fall hunting look like in in Mississippi coming up? Well, um, in Mississippi or, or kind of what we have planned to do. Mississippi <laughs> or whatever you got planned. I, 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 know, yeah. I know that you're, uh, and beyond. You're, yeah, you're traveling a lot. Well, the Mississippi, I've, I'm still waiting for my big, I, I had my big deer show up like one day. I thought another deer that I had on camera was the one that I call blade. Um, the one that I shot in the shoulder last year and, you know, I got caught up in the moment, looked at his head right before I, you know, hit the trigger on the release. Yeah. And um, that was, uh, I'm still dragging my knuckles about that. But anyway, so he hasn't been on camera much this year. And I just, 
you know, I'm hoping, keep hoping that he shows up. But we have three, three pretty good, pretty, three pretty good deer on camera. So, um, so anyway, that's that's kind of what the Mississippi season looks like. And I have a couple other spots that the deer really don't probably show up until the rut kind of hits. And that's going to be, you know, kind of uh, mid-December-ish, you know, and maybe a little bit before when they kind of get to doing a little pre-rut stuff. But we've um, we've been keeping the feeders full and uh, moving cameras around. And and honestly, you know, I was I was telling Lacey I, I was I was really needing to go uh, put a feeder or fill up a feeder at one of our other spots that we haven't even had a chance to go to yet. Um, but just uh, just. It's just, we've just gotten so busy and it's just so much going on that it's hard to find time, honestly. So as far as, because I mean, we've been going to Oxford for some football games because Cole, her, um, uh, my stepson, her oldest son is in college this year. Of course we have football on Friday nights. And then, you know, with, if Oxford, if Ole Miss plays at home, we go to Oxford for the Saturday. And, and I mean, I mean, my phone is like literally just always, somebody's texting about a hunt or calling about a hunt or emailing about a hunt or i'm putting some posts on the ridge rock hunt company facebook page or instagram um it's just uh it's just been it's been really busy yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's just been really busy so well, that's good. and that's good yeah but as far as other than that actually i leave we had a we had a velvet season this year and you know before we got on the call we talked a little bit about that but football game friday night saturday uh cole came home so we wanted to spend some time with him and then sunday we had a, a meeting at church that afternoon so i didn't even get to go for the mississippi first at the first ever mississippi velvet season didn't get to go but that's okay um we'll uh maybe we'll get to go next year but anyway we're going to, i'm going to colorado i'm actually leaving saturday for an archery elk hunt All right. and um, it's a small piece of property. When I say small, and in, in the because people think of going on elk hunts, they think you know maybe public or you know hundreds of thousands of acres, this, that, and the other. And so this is actually a private ranch, and it's uh, 4,500 acres. And he's got a couple other ranches uh, that aren't quite as big. But I mean, if you look at it on Onyx, it's you know the the migration comes right through there. Um, he uh, he actually has two hunters in this week. And they, uh, he said he saw 150, I mean 150, a 350 inch bull running around. Um, and they actually called one up today. And uh, my, my outfitter guy said that uh, one of the hunters got fidgety and couldn't be still. Elk shows up at 40 yards and oh spooks and runs. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> and like, yeah. I said, well, I guess that's just another elk we'll have an opportunity at when we get there, you know? Yeah. But, so the thing about elk hunting with archery equipment, I mean, the odds of you getting one is probably, I would say, slimmer, pretty slim. Yeah. You know, I mean, so if, if I get an opportunity, um, you know, in my brain right now, I'm thinking, number one, I get to go to Colorado. Number two, I'll probably, I'm going to hear some bulls bugle. Number three... I may get an opportunity to see one up close bugling. And number four, may have an opportunity to get a shot. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and in my brain, that's kind of how I'm looking at this hunt because I've been thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. And, you know, some, we just, it, when you go on hunts anywhere, you really, it's, it's real easy to get caught up in thinking, I got to kill something. Yeah. You know, and especially when you go that far and you spend money and all that stuff. 
it uh, you just you get caught up in that trap of you know the most important thing is for me to get there and to kill something and a lot of folks just lose sight of the just the whole experience mm-hmm. you know and and a matter of fact that's that's whenever i talk to people about hunts you know i say hey i'm just everything that we do at ridge rock hunt company is about you having a great hunting experience yeah you know i don't i don't guarantee any kills i don't guarantee uh well i can't control the weather it's just a whole lot of stuff that i can't control and we've right. talked about that before too but you know i just say hey you know you're gonna be on a great ranch and the guy's gonna take care of you and it's gonna be this this and this and that's what it is and you know the if, if the stars align and, and you get to harvest an animal uh fantastic you know that's yeah. kind of the gravy on top so yeah that that's the best way to think about it man i, I definitely had that had that experience in 2019 the last time i went to montana on a pronghorn mm-hmm. archery hunt and because we hunted all week and were unsuccessful by the end of it but i wouldn't trade that experience for the world because i learned first off i learned a lot that i it was, and that was my second year going and i learned far more than i ever retained the first year going which is the first year is the year i actually killed one but the second year i learned so much more just through trial and error out there and the other thing is you're just the the environment that you're in you can't you can't beat it you you absolutely can't you know and and folks ask me they're like well why why'd you go all the way from texas to montana to hunt pronghorn why don't you go to the to new mexico or even the texas panhandle you know somewhere closer and i was like it, it's Montana. Why, it's why, Montana. Why, why wouldn't I go? You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that place is just—it's amazing. And you know, I—I I tell people all the time. I've said it on this podcast, but in a previous episode, yeah. I, when I worked for a pharmaceutical company, I went to a lot of different places all across the the world as far as trips I won and those kind of things. And I was always ready to come home, but when I went to Montana and it was time to leave, I literally had something inside of me saying this is where you belong. Yeah. I mean, it's just that kind of, that kind of pull and Lacey's going to get to experience it next year because we we're going on a, um, a pronghorn antelope hunt at my place there in Southeastern Montana. And, um, uh, so anyway, she'll get to, she'll get to experience it next year and just kind of really take it all in and, and, and see all the animals and all that stuff. It is, it is a target rich environment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh absolutely for sure no no montana this year for you though no not this year no we uh i had some buddies which uh james and mark and uh josh uh i don't know if y'all have done the podcast episode with those guys or not yet but yeah we're, we're still trying to set that up so that, that's yeah, coming yeah. But. those guys they had a blast i mean every one of those guys were just like man this was the best trip ever one of my top hunts ever and all this just it's just uh yeah so but anyway, I didn't get to go. We didn't go this year because I was trying to, I wanted to, I, I was determined to go elk hunting this year and was able to get all that worked out. So I just said, Hey, I can't, I, number one, I have a, a regular full-time job and well, really I have two full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, actually two and a half full-time jobs because I have to do social media and different things on the side for different companies or whatever. So, but anyway. Um, so it's been, uh, so I had to kind of pick and choose and so we'll, we'll be going back up there next year and, uh, and having, uh, having a big time. So wish you and Nick could come go with us. That'd be a, that'd be a good time. Yeah. Uh, we're, we put, we've been putting in for it every year, just these last three seasons. Now we've been unsuccessful on our, on our draw up there. So yeah. we're, uh, yeah. fingers crossed every year, but I, either way, and, and I'm sure that 
between now and, and next fall i'll i'll get with you on some other stuff but we're nick and i are we're like man we we gotta do it we love hunting texas don't get me wrong but we gotta we gotta do a trip of some sort even if we don't get montana again i was like right. nick, we're both determined next year we're going somewhere so oh, yeah. i'm, I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll, we'll use our uh we'll use you guys in ridge rock to to help make that happen so oh yeah um let's see we're, we both got drawn for kansas this year awesome. for kansas hunt um, one of my outfitters up in uh, northern Kansas, really good spot, a lot of big deer. Um, we'll actually be up there the 31st of October through November the 5th. Okay. So it's like prime time. Yeah. Prime time. Oh, yeah. Last year, my buddy, uh, Stephen Cofield, and uh, my best friend, two of my best friends, and Jim Kent were up there because I kind of have that's my week or whatever. And uh, Jim, I mean, um, Stephen grunted. He had nine shooter bucks, 150 or better, in one spot just constantly coming through. What? <laughs> nine. Let me we'll say that one more time for the people in the back. Nine shooters what? One th- that, that morning. What? And it was like the, the hottest doe in the world just happened to be show up right there at the right place at the right time. And he was in a 10-foot tripod. He, uh, hold on a second. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I've got to show this. Yeah. Nine, um, nine shooters. That is insane. Nine shooters. All right. So he's sitting there and he grunt he grunts up a buck and he looks to his left. And I'm going to show you the picture of the deer that was there. I don't know if you can see this or not. We'll give it a shot. I'm going to cover up the guy's face so you don't see it. Oh, my word. Did you see that? I can see that. What in the world? My buddy Stephen Kofelt had that deer at eight yards. Eight yards. Eight yards. And he said he 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 turned his head and he looked and he said, and when I turned my head and looked at him, that deer was looking at me. And he said and he and he and he just and he turned he turned off and hauled tail. Oh my but God. the neighbor killed that deer like two weeks later. Score 214. 214? 214. Typical or non-typical? Uh, I mean, he, he's kind of typical, but he's he's got a rack inside his rack. Oh, okay. I don't know if you can see that on the thing or not, but you see that rack on the inside there? Yeah, I see that inside. That inside I mean, that is right just, there. That's that crazy. That's huge. So anyway, so we're going back. We're going up there this, uh, this fall, uh, the 31st through November the 5th and um looking forward to it and I, of course I, I do a lot of work with that outfitter and stay in contact with him throughout the year we'll become friends and um so anyway we, we i actually sent two cameras up there for him to put out and so we got more cameras out to try to make sure we you know getting hunters on deer and opportunities for deer that are daylighting you know that kind of stuff yeah and um so it's a lot of it's a lot of work that goes into it and you know and that's what i, I you know a lot of people don't understand the work that I do because I, I think that a lot of people think of a hunt booking agent um, may not be as legit as some other, you know, like other deals. Right. But I do things totally different than anybody else. I stay in contact with my outfitters throughout the year. Um, I stay, I call them and, and the hunter before the hunt, I keep up with all of them during the hunt just to make sure things are going smooth. And, uh, and then I follow up with them after the hunt, you know? So, yeah. um, but, uh, but anyway, I just, we, we try to get folks in good spots. 
Yeah. And something that, that, that they that they want, you know, if somebody says they want five star lodging, then I'm probably not gonna send them to this place. Right. You know? But um anyway, but it's uh, so that's so we have Kansas and right now we don't have anything else kind of planned for the year. Uh not saying that something couldn't pop up, but uh right. we'll kinda of play that by year as it comes. Absolutely, man. Well that's awesome. Yeah, those Man, those Midwestern whitetails, man, they just, they grow them different out there for sure. I just, actually, the, the podcast that's going to air at, at the time this, this episode's coming out, it'll be last week's episode, um, I sat down with uh, with Dustin Huff. You know who Dustin Huff is? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Killed the biggest typical whitetail ever killed in the United States last year. And I got to, we sat down with him last podcast and let him tell his story and everything. And I, I know he's been on other podcasts and stuff before telling that, but man, just yeah. everyday, everyday blue collar bow hunter and oh, yeah. 211 inch whitetail comes walking through the woods. It's absolutely insane. So, yeah. Yeah. I, that, yeah. I couldn't imagine how he, number one, how he felt, when the deer started walking up yeah. but number two once he released that era and it was like it was a good hit i mean he had to have just started just you know i would have been shaking yeah uh, he he said that he told me and, and i encourage our <laughs> listeners to go back and listen to the episode right before this um where we talked to him because it's it's an incredible to hear him tell a story but he 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 talks about how he he thought that it was like 180 inch deer, which still his best deer, best deer ever. And the thing he was most excited about at first was that the biggest deer that had been killed on that property was his dad's deer a few years prior, which was 153. And the thing he was most excited about was killing a deer bigger than his dad's deer. <laughs> he had no idea that he just shot the U the new United States typical record whitetail wow. no idea and he finally i think he said he finally had a, a buddy that was local that had done some scoring in the past that came out and the second he said the second he laid eyes on him he was like dude you don't know what you have here so it it was it's a crazy story never you never know man you never know that's right that's right yeah it's amazing how those deer it's just amazing. I mean, it's for, especially the, in the mid, Midwest, with this, it's just not much trees and just a lot of wide open country. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess it just has to do with you know the the rifle season's two weeks. You know, I guess it just it it, it evens the playing level. I guess with the archery season being so long and it just being a small amount of rifle time. So, and yeah. plus, I guess they you know they get to oh. a, a better opportunity possibly to breed. You know, I mean, who knows? But yeah, yeah they're. Those things are special. So we're excited. We're yeah. super excited. I would be too, man. Well good good luck to y'all. I hope y'all I hope y'all get a big one. You bow hunting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Bob yep. in, baby. Got that that, that elite envision. It's, it's smoking. Badge of the bone, isn't it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> dude, that thing is so smooth. I mean, I I've been backing up shooting it, you know, 80, 90 yards and <clears throat> how i hit the target i don't know but I don't know. <laughs> what uh what kind of site do you run i run the uh, cbe trek pro okay. it's, the, it's the new cbe site for this year and the cool thing about that one is that i really like is that it has two needles so if i dial the you know if i let's say i have a, a, a an animal at 70 yards so i have the top needle at 20 and i have my particular bottom needle is at 44 yards 
So as I move it down, they both move. So if I move it down to 60, wherever my um, top needle is and whatever it is on the gauge, that's how far it is. So if it's at, say, I move it from, you know, the 44 down to the 60, my top one that was at 20 may be at 37 now. Okay. And it's dead accurate. And it's dead accurate. Okay. I, I like that. You, you kind of follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so then my top pin is at that that distance, and then my bottom pin is going to be at the at the sixty. So just just a two pin sight. Well, actually, I I prefer the five pin yeah. here in Mississippi. All of our most of our shots are you know thirty yards in, and so I just prefer to have uh, the top pins. Yeah, but, uh, I mean not the top pins, but the five pins. Right, but but now um, but now you got two needles and two reference points if you come off of come off of zeros basically. So. Right, right. That, that's I mean, awesome. You, yeah, if you dialed it up to, like I said, to 60, and all of a sudden something spooks an animal and it comes back in there to 30-something, then you got your top end that, you know, will be on whatever the gauge says it is. Yeah. That, that, I've flipped it a bunch of times, and it's it's money. That's awesome. I, I'm I'm also a big fan of the of the five pin. I run the – I'm still running, actually. I hadn't even changed it. I love it so much. The, uh, the Engage hybrid, um, mm-hmm. which five pins – you know, with the with the dial and the slide and everything on that, but you know, just yeah. the just the one needle. So I, I I'll have to. I don't know. I might have. To, it's too late now, but I might have to upgrade. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice. pretty slick, man. It's pretty slick. And of course, I'm gonna shoot the old slick trick. Uh, I'm taking my SS3s uh, with me to uh, Colorado. That's uh, the the slick trick um, stainless steel construction one piece. You know, yeah, those things fly great. My bow is really tuned, so that that head flies just like the the field tips do, and uh, and 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 they they hit hard. I mean, they're they're strong, and you can resharpen them too, which is super cool. Yeah, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a couple of those. I'm gonna take a couple of my slick pick standards. Uh, that's a really good quality head, just like the original slick trick head. That thing is bad to the bone too. And they have a new one out that's called Torch. Yep. So I'm planning on getting that baby out and uh, and and slinging some here in Mississippi at some deer too. So I like that titanium head on it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, putting some torches in my my quiver this fall and trying to do a little little hunting down here so i got yeah. i got a i got a tag out this year i'm my my freezer's empty so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah well man uh good to catch up with y'all i'm glad that ridge rock is uh is going good and still yeah still just punching it out man that that's awesome to hear i, I know that uh i know that you guys take pride in all the stuff that y'all do out there and uh you know, it's it it's awesome to know that there there's there's good folk out there trying to set people up with with good experiences in the outdoors. So I know I, I tell everybody every podcast, and if anybody's listened to recent episodes, that you know whatever you're looking to hunt, wherever you're looking to hunt, and whatever kind of your budget you're looking at to to get with you, and and you'll help figure something out whether it's this year or or saving for a future season, whatever it looks like. So appreciate oh, yeah. what y'all do over there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun, and and you know, of course, I was doing it for three years before we started doing it on our own, and so just just the experience of talking to people, talking to clients, dealing dealing with outfitters, dealing with people, you know, while they're hunting, and you know, so I just we just keep trying to improve and improve and improve, and 
you know, we'll add an outfitter here, another one there. Um, you know, we got a really good waterfowl guy now that's, you know, like 120 reviews and 4.9 rating, you know, so just wow. good, good stuff. And I know the guy, I know people that's hunted with him and had a big time. And <clears throat> I've had some few posts on about that, but man, I got, uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast and is wanting to hunt a bear, you need to call me because I got about 30 bear hunts. <laughs> I send people on. Okay. I tell like, I don't know if it's like people in the South don't really care that much about hunting bear, but, um, actually I have one guy that's local here that's going on a bear hunt. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, we have some really good stuff in Canada. Uh, got some stuff out in North Carolina. Um, I really like the stuff in Canada though. And uh, of course, you got to get the vaccine to go to Canada, and some folks are real squirrely about that. So, I, you know, it's whatever, whatever people want to do on that. But anyway, um, so yeah, we just we work hard, we grind it out, and you know, we we respond. We, you know, people can call us, get me on the phone, they can text. You know, I think that's the main thing that probably sets us apart from most is number one, the personal service that we get. And, and from there, we just try to make sure the experience is a good experience from the contract being sent to Lacey sending an invoice to signing it, you know, emailing the contract back and receiving payment and communication from there to, you know, the, the outfitters copied on all the emails. And so it's just, you know, we just try to keep everybody communicated up if that makes sense yeah and uh, and it makes a difference man people i think people appreciate that and and they know that that we're trying to help them and i think you know some people are anytime they go on a new hunt are still gonna be a little little on edge about you know what's this hunt really gonna be like and it's super cool to me for people to call and be like dude this trip was awesome. I yeah. think I really appreciate you setting us up with this and that and the other. So, yeah. Um, so, and that's honestly <clears throat> the most gratifying portion of, of all that we do is when I get that picture in a text said, I just smoked one or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And I mean, that just really, really fires me up and gets us, uh, get, keeps us going. Yeah. Keeps us going. So that's awesome. And it's busy, you know. Um, I will tell people, you know, a lot of folks want to text and 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 or email about a hunt, and we can, you know, give you information those that way. But a lot of times, it's just better just to get on the phone, so you know, we can talk through kind of what your plan, what your goal is. Yeah. And once we can can identify what animal, what location all of those things, then we can start putting together, okay, well, here are the, the budget, you know, here are the options that we have that you are, that your goal of what you're trying to achieve on your hunt. Yeah. And <clears throat> Hey, sometimes it works out great for them and they want to do it. And sometimes it's, you know, maybe a little bit too high or maybe a little bit too far or a little bit something. And, um, but you know, I tell it like it is, I don't sugarcoat anything about the locations, you know, I'm not going to tell somebody, oh, yeah, you're going to kill a 200-inch deer, deer there this year. You know, it's like, hey, it's hunting. You know, the deer are there. There are big deer there or, or you know, whatever they're doing. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. shoot them straight. And, um, and you know, because if you tell people it's going to be something and they get there and that's what it is, then, you know, you just – your your level of trust goes up. And that's, you know, that's that's what we want as hunters is people to be able to trust us and 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 we trust that they're prepared to go hunt and, and capitalize on a situation when it presents itself absolutely Very <clears throat> cool. how many uh how many outfitters are in your network uh right now we have about 53 awesome about 53 and matter of fact i have uh some of my outfitters have started saying hey 
you do such a good job with me for this. I have a buddy that's in Canada or wherever. Let me link you up with him. He could probably use a little help booking some hunts for them too. Awesome. And and generally what that actually comes from, Sam, <clears throat> is, <clears throat> excuse me, the personal service, like I said. <clears throat> you know, maybe they've had somebody booking hunts for them in the past and they've grown to a much larger company and they lose that personal touch. And, and then the outfitters just don't feel like they're as valued anymore. So I just, you know, I think the personal touch is, is, uh, is a lost art in this world and because of technology and because of, you know, the, the different means of communication other than getting on the phone and just talking, you know? So that's what we try to do. That's do it the right way. It takes a little bit more time and a little more effort, but, you know, uh, if it's if it's not quality, I just don't like to mess with it. If I'm gonna do it, we're gonna do it right. Absolutely. No, that that's the that's the best way to do it, man. Good good for y'all. That's that's good stuff. Oh yeah. Well, I know, like we always do after we hang it up, we'll probably hang on here for a second and chat. But um, to wrap up the podcast, tell folks uh, where they can find y'all, how they can get a hold of you. Well, the uh, the best way for the Ridge Rock Hunt Company. Um, you can either go to the website, which is www.ridgerockhuntcompany, and that has all of our social media uh, contact information on there. And so you can click on it. It'll take you to YouTube. It'll take you to Instagram. It'll take you to Twitter. It'll take you to Facebook. Uh, we are kind of twinkling around a little bit with the TikTok and having some kind of fun with that, doing some different stuff. And um, But so Ridge Rock Hunt Company on Facebook, Ridge uh, Rock Hunt Co. on Instagram, Ridge Rock Hunt Co. on Twitter, and then Ridge Rock Hunt Company on, on YouTube and, um, and also on the uh, TikTok. So a lot of different avenues. Uh, sometimes we kind of mix it up on the different pages, you know, doing different things. Uh, we post probably the primary posts for some of the hunts that we have available are going to be on the Facebook page. Um, so that's, uh, so that works, that works pretty good. Awesome. You know? yep. Well, I've said on the podcast before, I can't open up my Instagram without seeing something dead from old Ridge Rock Hunt Company on there. We like to be successful, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for the success y'all are having and uh just just thankful to, to to have the relationship and look forward to you know a time where we can get together and actually uh maybe go go make something bleed <laughs> it, it's coming man i know it is at some point we're gonna be yeah. we're all gonna be in a in a deer camp or some sort of camp together and gonna go shoot something i, I know it so yeah i'll let lacy show y'all how to shoot <laughs> yeah i need all the help i can get so <laughs> so killer over there so <laughs> well guys thank you all again always a good time to get on here and and podcast with y'all um and and i'm sure as the season uh opens up and and transpires here especially after that kansas trip you know at, at some point whether it's mid-season or after season we'll be back on here with y'all so always good to catch up but absolutely absolutely for our listeners, thank you all for listening. If you are new to Fall Obsession Podcast, hit that follow and subscribe button, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We're on all major podcast platforms. We also are now, you guys can stream us, not just on YouTube, but also on Carbon TV, um, as well as some of our uh, video series as well. So go check us out on there. FallObsession.com is our website. That's where you can go to learn more about us and uh, all the media production stuff that we do at Fall Obsession. Um, and I normally say at this point that Ridge Rock Hunt Company is the is the partner and give a little spiel on that. But 
can't beat the man himself giving it just now. So uh, appreciate y'all again. Thanks for coming on. Man, yeah. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. We're back again next week, as always, with another Fall Obsession podcast episode, and we will catch you then.